For years, Minky Couture has been donating blankets to NICUs across the country. Owner Sandy Henry's grandson was born at 30 weeks, and she placed a mini blanket in her grandson's incubator. We want to help other NICU families with the Heart of Minky program. For every adult-sized blanket purchased, Minky Couture will donate a mini-sized blanket to NICUs across the nation. Thanks to you, we can fulfill our dream to blanket the world. Welcome to the Great Exposure Podcast. I am your host, Tanner Sigfort, owner of a booking agency called Groove Booking. I created this podcast to feature all of the incredible artists I work with, and through our conversations, getting to know them, plus providing info on the music industry. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Well, 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 who do we have in town? All the way from Sweden, Jakob Maurice. Hey, thanks for having me on, bud. Is that how you pronounce it? Maurice? Yeah. Jakob? Yeah, that's my, uh, my French alibi or sweden i don't know which one it sweden is. <laughs> i guess yeah sorry i'm not very good at uh <laughs> placing accents down <laughs> i think mine might have just sounded uh it might have been spanish like for all Maurice. i know or hakobi i've been called hakobi 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 yeah okay i'm gonna stick with jacob morris that's fine that's probably how you know me best yeah <laughs> uh when's the last time you were uh in arizona i think i was here in february for like 24 hours but i haven't been here for this long since my wedding when I was when I got which was October ring on the of 22 yep yep so that we was a good time it was a good time that was a great time that was a very good wedding. bachelor party was fun yep. I went right from that to Italy that was a whirlwind oh that's right dude I was yeah yeah we went to the San Diego for a bachelor party mm-hmm. yep um oh my god when we got in the ocean that day Dude, that was so, I, I Hunter took so many great photos I know. on the trip, and I look back at them all the time, and I just I that's one of my favorite, like all my favorite people were around for that time. It was great. Well, yeah, and I mean, it was so cool having Hunter there to like document, document that with yep. photos, um, because I have like a whole album in my phone of like Jacob's bachelor party, mm-hmm. and sometimes I like come across and I'm like, oh man, like this was so fun. Ten out of ten, dude. Um, <laughs> we try to get Austin Wolf to. Meet every girl possible at Moonshine Beach that night. <laughs> as long as he's not in my Uber. I don't know. If, oh. I don't think Austin even knows of this podcast, but he's gonna listen to this one though. Oh boy, he's gonna listen to this one. He was yelling, yelling. He was had other cars in the Uber, opening the door while driving. Yeah, I was like, dude, you're gonna get us kicked out. How did the out Uber driver Uber? handle that? Was he cool with it, or was he? I mean, little... he was pretty foreign, and so mm. he was like oddly chill. But I was like yelling at him, and I like hardly <laughs> knew Austin at this time. I had met him like the day before, and I was like, chill "You need out, to stop." <laughs> and, and then at your wedding, he got pretty plastered. I mean, for the record, we most of us did. True most enough. of us did. I I didn't really feel the drunk take over until we got into the bus. Afterwards, which I don't think you were there for, weren't you? Were you there at your wedding? Yeah. No. Yeah. What did you guys do after? So we 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 finished up at the venue, and then we'd ordered buses that were going to take us from Queen Creek to Whiskey Row. Oh. And there was a first bus that took the parents back, you know, get them back to Ashen's house and yada yada. 
and it got delayed. So we were like, wait, we were at the venue for like an extra hour and a half, I think, until the <laughs> bus finally showed up. We don't get to Whiskey Row until like midnight. And I texted the GM and I was like, hey, I got a huge group, like 50 people coming from the wedding. Well, I mean, you're real big time. So, yeah, super, super. I'm Let me famous, text man. my people. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I'm super famous in Gilbert. I know. And uh, <laughs> it's the only place I am famous. And <laughs> he got everybody in. They ordered the entire group shots. We had shots waiting for us. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. How many of you ended up going? About 50. 50? 50, five zero. We're on that bus. Oh my god. Oh yeah. I had no idea. Oh yeah. Dude, I have great videos uh, from that. Dude, night. I was sleeping by this time. For I'm sure. sure. I'm sure you were. Uh, but I, that was the that was the first time. It wasn't until we got on the bus that I'd really felt like the alcohol kick in. Because your wedding day, the whole you know, night. Yeah, because your your uh. wedding day you're kind of going and I had a lot of drinks given to me, but then you get in the habit of like, thank you for this drink, and I sip a few, and then oh I got to talk to somebody, and I put it down, and then I forget about it, and. It's gone to the universe for the rest of the. Well, we, well, we were together that entire day. Yeah, we were at your parents' house, and yeah. then we went to. Then we were in that yurt. Yeah, it was a nice ride. Yurt. It was a, the best five minute ride I've ever had in my life. <laughs> yurt, the thing that we hung in to oh, get dressed. Oh, I thought you were talking about the bus. Oh, oh you were talking right, about. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about the bus that came over. I didn't know bus is called a yurt. <laughs> We were in a legit yurt, like yes, getting we changed at your wedding venue. Yes, the the girls had an actual house that had yeah. you know a bathroom and we had a this. yurt. We just yeah, we had a yurt. <laughs> we had a yurt. I forgot that's what you call it. <laughs> yeah, I haven't <laughs> heard of a bus named a yurt. <laughs> we should start a bus company called Yurt. <laughs> yurt. Oh, uh, here, our our yurt is here. <laughs> anyway, oh how are you, man? I'm so good. You know, I feel like I should probably. Kind of introduce you. you. I mean, anybody you, from Gilbert's going to know. Well, yeah, Gilbert. I who, mean, because you're famous. My people. <laughs> so, Jacob is uh, a Nashville recording artist, technically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you. Can were, you repeat that one more time? No. You were <laughs> born and raised in Gilbert, Queen Creek area. Yeah. Um, and then you moved to Nashville. Well, <laughs> I skipped a lot. But you. Uh, <laughs> Just a little. Bit. I mean, kind of like your band and and career kind of started like once we. I don't want to say once we met. I mean, you were already yeah. doing music and you had released some singles and stuff. But yeah. I mean, as far as like playing big shows and everything, it was really we met. Um, in do you 20- remember how? Do you remember the first time I texted you? I ever texted you. Well, it was Facebook how I got in touch with you. Yes, but do you remember before that happened? Before you asked me to play those gigs, do you remember when I first reached out to you? I was shooting mm. a music video for Get Up. That's right. And no, I, I think we had met already, and mm-hmm. then because really, we had never met. And here's 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 how I know. I'd gone through this. This is when I was very early on. Just I didn't really know any musicians in town. I wasn't playing around a bunch, and I just at the point got to where you know how Facebook recommends your friends. Yeah. If that person had a profile picture of them playing an instrument, and I knew that they were in Arizona, I just friended them because I was like, oh, maybe. I can build a network this way, and I remember friending you because I saw that you were you was you. I think it was a photo when you were playing with Laura at Whiskey Row Scottsdale, mm-hmm. and I remember I needed. We were shooting music video for Get Up that day, and the drummer that I had hired for the shoot ghosted me. Like had I <laughs> reached out like probably two weeks prior, he was I was like, damn, I was paying these guys right, and the day of I'm like, hey man, like. Y'all good for tonight? Whatever. Here's the location. Yeah, yeah. And like to this day, never, never, ever respond to that text. 
Oh. And so I got into it. it was you like, should text him right now. I should text him right hey, now. Hey, are you good for this still? I, you know what's funny? I don't remember his name. I don't even know who I texted. <laughs> I don't even know who was hired for the gig. It'd be really funny if you, if he has iMessage and you did the double tap thing with the question mark. With the mark. question mark? <laughs> Six like, years what later. What alternate time <laughs> zone am I in? Hey, man, it's been seven years. What the hell's up, man? Was it that long ago? Um, Because we actually 26, met. 2016, so yeah. Dude, I'm trying to remember when we started playing Wigwam. I think that was 2017. But anyway, so this yeah. this this video shoot happens. Guy ghosts me. I had texted I had texted every drummer I knew of like this is like two three. We were shooting in Casa Grande too, and I needed somebody in like two three hours. Because it ended up being on like this concrete pad in the middle it of the desert an old or something. Japanese internment like. Memorial. That is the last thing I thought you were going to tell me. 100%. My video guy had found the spot. I had no idea where he found it. I mean, it looked cool. It was cool. And I needed somebody. We ended up getting this guy named uh, Philip Goldsmith. Shout out Philip, who had, I think he was, knew somebody through GCU or mm. something, and we got connected. But I, I think I'd reached out to you, and you had a lesson. You couldn't make it because you, you were teaching. Oh, boy, those days. Yep. So you were teaching. And then... Anyway, that video happened. I'm glad then, that I had an actual excuse because I probably would have said no even if I wasn't probably. busy. Which I, which I, I guess. <laughs> hey man, someone random being we like, never met, but hey, can you drive to the middle of the desert? We're gonna film things. Where what? You, where to get you real sweaty out there? <laughs> I, oh, I bet <laughs> it was hot. What month did you do that in? I don't know. Probably April. No, it wasn't okay. too bad, but it wasn't cool. Here, bring your really nice drum kit to the middle of the desert mm -hmm. with somebody you've never met yep. and play the song that you have. And well, I can give you 50 bucks for it. Ooh, thank you. <laughs> Big dollars, man. I mean, I probably um, took that back then. But yeah, and then that was the first time I reached out to you, and then you had reached out over Facebook about the Wigwam gigs. Uh, for some reason, I remember, because... Uh, so if that was 20... So I think that was 2017. It was I'm 2017. I was... Dear Lord, 23, and you were like. I was 19. You were 19? I think I was 19. But I remember like your profile picture. You had like quite a bit of facial hair at the time. <laughs> and I think just from the profile picture, I thought you were older. And that's I was like, this yeah. dude's some like bro country dude that's mm -hmm. trying to make it. And yep. And then I remember you being like, no, Still I'm, true. I'm 19. <laughs> Still a valid statement. Still a valid statement. Uh, um, <laughs> stay humble. Thank you. But yeah, and then... Try him. I remember... I think you came over to my rental house and we mm -hmm. had a rehearsal. Mm -hmm. You had just proposed to your now wife a week bef before. Did I? When I, saw, when I first met you, you had proposed to Megan the week before. Okay. Yep. You're like, yeah, I saw pictures. I was like, oh, you like your girlfriend? Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, I actually just like popped a question yeah. the other day. I was like, oh, I no way. just ruined my life. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, come on. She Don't let him get away with that. She won't listen to this. Megan! Unless I tell her to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I said something really nice to uh, about you, babe. She can't wait to listen to this episode. You shouldn't listen. Uh, and then, and then, yeah, we started playing Wigwam all the time, which that was like my Thursday residency at the time. Um, that, yeah was then ours yeah um but yeah then after that we became like best friends pretty quick we went to nashville together like i invite you to nashville like long. three or four months into our friendship yeah and we stayed in that super sketchy hotel <laughs> i pat i passed by that place the other day and Did every you? time i think i'm like that's where tan and i stayed uh, and i remember we that remember that jack in the box we went to and like oh 
it had to be midnight, 1 a.m. or something. Well, there was that gas station that we went to as well. Mm, sketchy. And it was like, you're like, I'm going to go in and get waters. And I was like, Godspeed, I'll be in the car. Mm-hmm. Like, it, dude, dude, it was. Now that I'm familiar with like Nashville as a whole, we a stayed in area? an awful area. <laughs> awful area. We should have never stayed there. But it was great. No. We had like a, this Ford Flex rented out. Well, no, we'd stay there for what, three or four days, maybe? Yeah. It was a quick trip. I don't even remember if we. But you've been with me. You went with me recently, though. We played Whiskey Jam. That was right before COVID. We stayed with Laura. September of 2019. 19. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We played Whiskey Jam. You came out with me. And we stayed with Laura Walsh. Wow, that was that long ago? Yeah, that was right before COVID. Dude, I'm not, I'm not kidding when I tell people that, in my mind, there is a BC and... Before, AC before COVID and after COVID. <laughs> I was trying to do that in my mind and I froze. I love ACBC. It's my ACBC. Band. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, every you time I me all night long. That's my favorite track. Oh my gosh. You asked me all night long. You vaxxed me. Va- <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be COVID. <laughs> trying to stay on the theme. Vaxed you vaxxed me all night long. long. <laughs> that was a good one. You're funny. Working double booster. <laughs> Seduction. <laughs> Dude, I just Sorry, I guys. just got my twelfth. Really? Yeah. Congrats, man. You are fully invincible. Dude, I point. I think I think I bleed green now. <laughs> I'm not I'm not getting on the top of COVID. Uh, anyway. Anyways. Moving on. But it is funny that like you consider 2020 and now that it's 2023 and it feels like yesterday. Everything it that happened like before yesterday. 2020 because we did not have jobs mm-hmm. for, I mean, we technically had jobs a lot quicker than a lot of other states, but because I remember we played a gig in May yep. after COVID had started in March. And mm-hmm. I was like, and when I look back on that now, I'm like, what the hell were we doing? Dude, we were. Because like, I mean, we were, I mean, because then we had a really bad spike. We had a worse spike than the beginning in the pandemic. I kissed everybody at that concert. I was like, just. But Smooching. it's funny because it was only like eight to ten weeks after, <laughs> quote unquote, we shut down. Yeah, it wasn't. And there was a lot of long. people there. It was an outdoor concert, I understand. But like. Oh, no, we had. Well, because it was kind of like it was a little bit of a rebellious kind of like, hey, well, we're we not mentioning the venue name, but no, yes. we'll leave them out of it. But they was very much like, you know what? Screw the government. We're going to yeah. do our own thing. And we're going to bring Jacob Morris to do it. <laughs> and then we but, went and played it. But eight, ten weeks isn't that long. And I feel like when we went to go do that, I had felt like it was like, like looking back, on like it my memory on it now seems like, oh, it was six months. So I was like, eight to ten weeks is nothing. Mm-mm. I go mm. much longer than that without seeing some of my best friends just because mm-hmm. life, you know. But I think just because it was so isolated, once we got there, it was like, there's there's groups of people. Yeah, dude. This can happen. What do I do with my hands? <laughs> what do I do with my hands? But I remember playing drums and being like, I haven't played drums in so long. For people. Because, yeah. my, because Megan, my wife, was working at home, and yeah. and she was on calls constantly. And did you, how many live, well, you did a couple of live streams with me, didn't you? We did Jam we Live. Did, oh, yeah. We did one in my house, remember, with Ashley? We did one at, yep. We did one at your house. That was when, That's when we were still, like, doing it on the phone. It was just the phone for a while. And oh, then Jake Billings got one. involved, and then it was like, we're in a studio, and we have yeah. cameras, and shout yeah. out Jake for making that so I called cool. Jake today. He didn't call me back. Jake called Tanner back. Call me back, Jake. He will. I'm sure he will. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and then um, 
you moved to Nashville in two what year? It was, it was two, two years, years ago. Two years ago, next month. Wow. Which is wild. It doesn't feel that long. It feels like yesterday in a lot of ways. But So, I mean, obviously you and I talk somewhat regularly. Yeah. Um, but, you know, for listeners... I miss you a lot, man. I Listen. <laughs> my door's always open. I know. Same here. You're the one that left. I am. I'm the one then you're left. like, you should come to Nashville. And I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> like, well, I have a space for you. I don't feel like competing with 8 million other drummers. Yeah. But, I mean, we've talked about it. I would love to visit and play like a two-hour set with you. I told you, that, I mean, that space is open. Yeah. Just give me a heads up, and you're on a gig. I'm not it's, playing it's, any four-hour show with you. It's funny how different it is. Like, I remember Broadway thinking, kind of going into it, like, okay, like, I've played cover gigs for years. I've been doing this. This is fine. It's going to be a piece of cake for me. And it's just, it hasn't been in, in so many ways of just... I've never had to be more on my toes and on my game, not as just much as a performer, as a as a frontman, but as like MC stage. Oh, I thing. can like imagine. Everybody's like, I remember playing closing gigs at Whiskey Row, Nashville. Now, when you're playing, which is what time? It's eleven. We'd start at eleven p.m. and we'd go to two thirty in the morning. Oh, yeah. No. And like the bar's still packed at two thirty in the morning. And they're they're like one more song. I'm like, we've been here long enough. We've, we're, You're like we've the sun's day. rising in two hours. <laughs> Go home, you low life. Oh, and I, and it started beating up on me too because I because <laughs> you finish at two thirty. Uh, By the time you've packed up and you've you know chatting with your band and you get a parking yeah, sticker like, like four a.m. Like, well, yeah, I wouldn't. I'd get, I'd leave the parking garage around three three thirty if there was traffic getting now because then everybody's leaving at that time or whatever, and I wouldn't get home till. 334. Ugh. I can't fall asleep after a gig. You've known this about me. I can't fall asleep after a gig for yeah, a while. Which is so funny to me. All right, dude, I'm I'm wire amped for hours after every show. Still? Still. Has never gone away. I mean, so, I mean that's if, a good if thing, I'm, I guess. If I'm pushed to my limits and I'm just I'm at the end of my ropes, then okay, I can like get myself to come down after a gig. But if if I'm having a good show, an average good show, yeah, I can't. Brain's going for a while. That is so funny. Dude, I could fall asleep on the drive home. I know, dude. You you would text me how. leaving Whiskey Road Gilbert. Like, I'm already in bed. I'm like, I haven't finished packing up yet. Like, <laughs> I know. I just, I mean, we can probably go into this later in the conversation, but just how I, I think myself compared to other musicians, how we treat gigs. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, to just kind of touch on it, like, I think for me that's that's not my scene I, mm. I don't enjoy being in that you well I, yeah like i i you are one of my favorite people in the world you are are always pleasant to be around but you do not enjoy like a club hang no that's not your scene i've never pictured you in i this mean scene. you, you i enjoy you it for can. a little bit you can for a while yeah it, honestly it, it's something that i've figured out lately that i'm actually but it's a good thing it's it's like mm -hmm. i mean shoot it's a cheaper way to live and it's a much more healthy it's a cheaper way to live, way to live. <laughs> i'm just a raging alcoholic but at you, home i've never known you to be someone who drinks a that time. was a complete joke by the way <laughs> they know your audience knows you uh, do they i hope so i don't know how many of like my clients that i work with like listen to this just like oh i, I should listen to this and they're like maybe i don't know tanner as well as we think maybe we do. tanner reveals a lot about himself on this podcast especially. i'm just gonna start releasing like <laughs> solo podcasts weekly just telling my darkest 
Yeah, you said you solo. You said you recorded therapies. one the other day. You recorded a solo episode. Well, I recorded a solo podcast the other day that I, I'm either gonna redo or edit. But what did you talk? about? But I had a topic behind it. What did you talk about? It, it was all based around. It, it was all based around artists reaching out to me or or DJs, but it's it's usually artists reaching out to me saying, "Hey, I've never played a gig before, and I want to get started." Mm-hmm. And and giving them kind of like maybe here's where you could start kind of thing. I just go into very specifics mm-hmm. as far as everything that from the performing and the booking agent side, um, what I've experienced and, and how to limit your hardships and mistakes. And like, I, I'm just here to help. Yeah. I, I, you're a resource. I, I mean, I certainly try to be, it's, it's one of those things that I, I was given so many chances at a very young age from, from older members and bands yeah you i mean you were what 14 when you started playing i was literally playing in bars when i was 12 and 13 you're 12 okay yeah um which is wild it is wild but looking back on that knowing that i was in bands with guys that were in their late 20s early 30s that yes i was talented enough somehow at that age that i was that that people were looking at me being like oh he's like a valuable member of the band yeah but I don't mean to sound like an asshole because you are. I'm just kidding. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> I just kidding. But I mean, ugh, I would have a hard time giving a kid, a sure. child, well, that young a chance because I don't want to hang around with that age. Yeah, well, and that's but that's the thing though. Is like it's not a common deal. Like you'll you'll see young bands where yeah. they're maybe all that age, but they're all kind of similar in their range. But you were stepping into that scene playing with adults and. I mean, that speaks to your level of it does. Know, devotion and talent you have with a craft. But I and, feel for them. <laughs> well, no. They, I mean, obviously, if they if you became an integral part that fast, again, like you said, most people probably wouldn't be willing to give a young kid that chance, especially in a already developed band or project. But they're like, oh, shit, this dude can play. Yeah, why would, not, why would we yeah. not want to have him back every week? So, no, that speaks to who you are and your craft and how good of a damn drummer you are. I mean, you I, are. I, I was definitely very well advanced for being that age um just because i'd been playing since i was i you know my parents say three but yeah i was on a drum kit at five legitimately um and it's wild watching videos of like five to six six to seven and Mm -hmm. like the more and more difficult songs that i was playing you know six months by six months um was pretty crazy but um you know, and that's and and that's where I say that some of us literally have God-given gifts sure. that obviously I'm very thankful for, but just some people have that. You know, yeah, some things you can't teach. You can't like I I, I run across so many vocalists. I'm like like because I've I've never been classically trained. I learned singing at the radio. Like I've never told them I'm like I'm a super technical. But that's a God-given gift. Sure, you just but have also, it. But here's the thing: is like I no, no no. What I'm saying is like I've I've somehow managed to make this okay, at least from my perspective. Where like I meet other vocalists that are, they make it so effortless and hitting, oh. and, and like I, that's something that my brain can't even comprehend. So I'm like, you have something that I I could go to vocal coaching and all that as much as and I want. Never I'm not going to reach that, and yeah. I've accepted that as an artist. I'm like, that's not my thing. I can't do it like talk like Chris Stapleton runs. That was never my thing. Mm-hmm. When I I hate singing Tennessee whiskey, and it was funny. It's like that's my least favorite request now. Your wagon wheel, my Tennessee whiskey. Uh, but I can see that because 
But it's kind of a similar thing because they were both remakes. True, both remakes. But that that honestly doesn't even it's not even part for me. I don't mm-hmm. like singing Tennessee whiskey because you're expecting Chris Stapleton singing Tennessee whiskey, which is yeah. flawless. You and almost have to make it like completely your own. And that's that's with what enough I've done. with enough differences that people aren't now looking for. You're as one. I'm not even trying because like yeah. I can't do it. I can't do it. But like, but that's I what people listen to that song for. I'm not saying that's what they listen to it for, but everybody knows it's coming. But that's something like that makes that song special. Yeah. Whereas if I did, ten, if I sang Tennessee Whiskey and released it myself, and it's the same tempo, same vibe, it ain't nowhere near gonna be what it is with Chris Stapleton. And I've I've made that a part of my thing. If someone requests it, I'm like. Can't sing it like Chris, but I'm going to give it my best yeah. shot, and I'll do it my way. And That's a good way to go about it, though. I lower it a full step, and I just, you know, <laughs> send, do it in, send G. <laughs> I, I, I sing it in the uh, uh, down a whole octave. Yeah. <laughs> Yours, oh, <laughs> glass of brandy. <laughs> what, did he just groan? Yeah, what was groan. that? Was that a run? This is the right key. <laughs> You're a smooth <laughs> you know, Frank Sinatra version. Uh, anyways, but I was talking version. about the the solo podcast and and how I want it. Um, I mean, listen, like I started a podcast because I'm not gonna lie, like I like having a podcast. I enjoy but, podcast. But truly, like I I didn't necessarily have plans for this to grow at first, but now the ultimate goal really is to have a fully produced yeah. uh you know video it, not in this room i would have like a rental space or something for a studio but i really truly believe that i could continue to get you know smaller bands and artists that are coming through town mm-hmm. and bring them in for a exactly hours and, and that's exactly how you chat. continue growing it like and and obviously i listen to like a lot more on like the hard rock and metal side but a lot of those bands like you know they're yeah they're they're selling out like the Nile or Club Red or or maybe Van Buren if you're like a little bit more on your way I would say yeah. um, Van Buren's still like when I tell people like my favorite venue I've played that's that's the top oh that's well top. I oh I have played Van Buren but just you s- we didn't play it together though no we did not I played with Zona Road and you did you played with I played with Adam when we opened for the main that's right when he was still doing Wanderer which looked sick. Which now Adam Simons is it's out in Nashville. Nashville. Yep, playing for everybody I see lately. Yeah, he's, he's playing, playing bass playing with uh, Noah Thompson, playing bass for Noah Thompson. Uh, him wow. and I actually we actually got our own. We have a cover gig scheduled together in September. Do you? I think so. Oh, cool. So as long as it's still confirmed, but he texted me about it. So I got coffee with him maybe about a month ago. Oh, cool. Yeah, I love Adam. He's he's, he's uh, chilling. He Adam Simons is one of the most effortless, like just awesome musicians I know. I f- he was. When I first played the Montauk, this was 2000. That's right. You first guys did that him, together. 2015. I Montauk was the very first place that I had ever played as like a, a regular common occurrence. And I got booked because I, um, my friend Christina, who ran the Commit Campaign, it was a suicide awareness deal. Uh-huh. So I got connected to them through Storm, the song I released. And they did an event at the Montauk. And she's like, hey, I want live music. You want to come do this? I said, sure. So I played for two hours. Met the GM. He was like, dude, we loved it. Like, it was great. Was that um, <sighs> GR at that time? No, it wasn't GR. It was... Who's, who's now Oh, my Nashville? gosh. Why can't I think of it? It wasn't Mikey. Mikey Vasquez was there for the most part when I was there. But he asked before. Okay. Joel. Joel Borsch. 
That's uh-huh. who it is. And he's still in Scottsdale, I think, doing his thing. Joel Borsch, he was the GM at the time, and he said, hey, man, we love it. Would you want to come back every Wednesday? And we have this guy, I think, that's going to start doing it from like 7 to 9, and we want to bring you in 9 to 11. I said, love that. Dude, they did a laid back. It was, but here's the thing, it was good. And it was like they paid, I made 100 bucks yeah, for 50 bucks an that. hour. And I met Adam the first time I rolled in. He was doing his thing. He was singing like the Rolling Stones cover he does, uh, mm-hmm. Beast of Burden. Oh, yeah. I remember that. It's one of my favorite covers of his. And I stood behind him, and he ended, and I switched over my stuff. And that was what well, we did that for a year, mm-hmm. probably. And then we took over mm-hmm. Wednesdays, and now I book for Montauk. And now you book for Montauk. And they're like, they are my second longest running client. Yeah. And Dude. I appreciate the fuck out of them. Yeah, they're great people. They're great <laughs> no, people. No, but I mean, they like every single GM manager, whoever I've talked to, has always been really kind. Like I'm, I'm really not just saying that. They've, no, they 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 do hire very good people. Yeah, and, and I think in the Scottsdale world, it's very easy to hire not so great people, and they oh, seem yeah. to make an effort to um, bring in managers and and people involved that that care. That's all I cared. That that was the first gig I remember, and I'll I'll shout out another guy, Mikey Vasquez, who was the GM there for probably the majority of when before you stepped in. Yeah, he was there a lot, and Mikey uh, worked with bands like Warped back in the day, and he was kind of in that scene, and so he was a GM that also understood live music and understood the value that it brought, and he always made it feel comfortable and great, and um, they've continued to do that. I never I, ever I, since they, then. They always made it very. It was that was a second home for me at one start, and that's. That's how I got my launch playing live music before I met you. Yeah, I mean, the thing that I've always really appreciated about them is they've always seen the value in live music. They rarely, maybe if ever, uh, ever stopped having live music. Yeah. Even in the dead of summer, and still currently, they have seven days a week live music. And now people know Montauk for live music. Exactly. And that's what happens when you have a venue that... Yep. appreciates it. And guess what? They have music on brings in we've money. we've changed times a lot over the years. Um but but the current schedule is um uh, sun well Saturday and Sundays they still have their early brunch okay. with musicians. They still have DJs a lot of days and nights which um DJ Slippy handles. I don't know if you know. I don't think Steve. I know Slippy handles. I love that name though. S L I P P E. Slippy handles. Is that how you say it? Yeah, DJ That's Slippy. Great. I, well, I say that now and then. No, because because <laughs> other people have referred to okay. that as that. All right. But he but he has kind of more of like a name as a DJ. That's um, it. And he'll do like opening acts and like I I think to my knowledge like bigger like festivals music festivals cool. you know. So he's Slippy always handled. So he's always handled the DJs for. Jacques Concepts in general, mm. Diego Pops, okay. uh, Hot Chick. Hot Chick's doing very well, I think well, Dave's I think. still with Hot Chick, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love Dave. Mm-hmm. Miss Dave. And okay. uh, anyway, so so Montauk scheduled Sunday through Wednesday, 6 to 8.30, which is now a little bit longer of a set. But the one that I always really liked that they had for years, which was five days a week, was the 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people are like, that's a weird time slot for music on Kills. a weekday. Kills her. You go in there at 11 a.m. Slam-packed. Well, I was going to say, 11 a.m. is like, there's five people. 11.30, okay, I get what you're yeah. it's full. Yep. And yep. I'm like, does, does anybody work? But that's what you start finding out is that that whole Scottsdale Old Town thing. It's like, that's where people go for their lunches. 100%. 
and, and I, they will mingle and network for yes. hours, and they will write off that bill and more power to them. <laughs> Dude, it's it's a party in there on a Always. Thursday brunch. I'm like, okay. I always made good tips. Yeah, at Montauk too. They've like, continued updating everything in there. It looks really nice. They just updated, they updated the sound system. Um, it's just a very look well run place. If all goes well in my life, and I like have a little bit more, you know, notoriety, right? Other than Gilbert. Other than Gilbert, yeah. <laughs> Once I break out of the Gilbert bubble, um, no, hey, love Gilbert by the way, and I would love to do like a pop up show there one day. Oh hell yeah! I would love to pop into Montauk one day and and do that. But and, it would be fun to do that at all the venues we, yeah, kind of started. I at. mean, Whiskey Row Gilbert is always up there for me. It's like, fuck you. Go well, back Whiskey and, Whiskey Row Gilbert though is also capable of holding a lot of people. You could have like a legitimate concert there. I, I mean, when I saw Nate Smith come through, this was when we played, remember we played Labor Day last year? When yeah. I came in for a weekend? Nate Smith played, I think, the night before. Or no. Yeah, they bring in national acts sometimes. Yeah, I think he played one or two days before we did. And saw him, and it was it, it was perfect. It mm-hmm. was great. They had, I mean, tons of room on the dance floor for people to stand. and Their sound system is plenty loud enough, yeah. as we know. Yeah, just a bit. It's... It's unreal how loud it is in there. Can I tell you uh, another favorite part of Nashville that mm-hmm. I've discovered is the level of talent and the sound engineers that I work with as well. Really? Because in Nashville, I mean, it, that's it too. Is like, I mean, I'm not surprised. Yeah, but... I mean, people move to Nashville to be artists and songwriters and musicians, but like the best sound engineers move there too because they want to. And I watch these guys all the time. I'll meet them. They do a great job. I have the best mix I've ever had in my life and guess what? They're on tour in a couple months and they're getting picked up by guys because somebody's referred them as uh, they need a monitor guy or whatever and they'll take them <laughs> on the road. But it, it's incredible. Like I've had some of the best mixes in my life because of really the sound engineers there. Yeah. Well, it, and this is actually a really important topic to talk about because I'm not even, I don't even know how how that world works because you know when we're playing our local gigs here as a full band mm-hmm. um almost every one of these big clubs you're not bringing sound to anymore yeah most, and, and most a lot part. of them now have a sound tech engineer sure um so like backstory and us we like having our own mix from yep. the mixing board that we use we go from your board to splitter yeah to a splitter so we always brought a splitter and it's definitely more work, but it's really nice putting in your ears and you have a saved mix. Having the saved mix is honestly yeah. the biggest component there. Yeah. Like being able to walk into a venue, hit reset scene, and you're going to have adjustments, but for the most part, like it's pretty close to where you're used to. And yeah. like that, we could take it from rehearsal and plop it into a gig and it'd be great. So, Nashville, obviously, I don't think anybody's doing that. Oh, there no, my mixes are saved. So, like, no, 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 no. but nobody's bringing splitters. It's too, oh, no, no, it's no. too on and off. No. So, but you're, but for for the most part, some people most use tracks. Some, oh, they do. Some some drummers will use tracks ah, on Broadway. You know what? I was I was just gonna ask you that the other day. I was actually gonna call you and ask you about that. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It, it's more so like um, they'll run it off an iPad for the most part. Oh, I th- well. I mean, it's still I haven't. So I haven't played a Broadway gig yet with tracks. I actually. So let me not speak on how people do it because I'm probably gonna mess it up. But I know like my. A guy I play with a lot back in Nashville, Tony Sanders, mm-hmm. when he uses, he runs Click, 
and some do, some don't, but he just runs it through his iPad. So he's got his preload songs. Well, Click's one thing. Click's one thing. But when you have to, like... Have, like, stereo tracks. I don't yeah. actually... They probably do a little bit different. They, they probably do it on Ableton, same way, or just have a, a quick line they can run, but... Yeah. So, so speak on the Nashville gigging, the, mainly the Broadway experience. Mm-hmm. So when you show up for... When you're a middle band, mm-hmm. when there's a band on before you, there's a band on right after you, walk just walk me through setting up breaking down if is it chaotic parking like because i don't know any of this either yeah it's been it was it was kind of a challenge uh parking's a big one um nashville runs uh really busy from like march to october that is the busy season so any when it's hot out and it's good weather it's gonna be slammed and then you have your weekends like cma fest which we just had which is I mean, sounds like a nightmare. Or when Taylor Swift had three sold out nights at the stadium, the football stadium, 60,000 people, and like that created a. And we have big events every weekend, so it's always slam. Um, so I always like, I live 15 minutes out of town, so I try to leave with enough time to prepare for traffic because it can be for, pretty difficult to get downtown. And what pisses me off is the the big party barges you get behind oh boy like, you have bachelorette parties like literally drinking out the sides and shaking their ass and they're listening to d- and like you're stuck behind this are these like, like the pedal carts they, uh, they have the pedal taverns and then you have these big buses oh uh, okay like a converted school bus right and they have kind of a tarp over oh and then you have a dj inside and you have like, oh it's like an open air moving open machine air that you can dance machine. and yes. like that is what's going on. And they're like purposely Sounds going safe. slow because they're trying to like, you know, just make up time. And you're like late for a gig. And you're like, God, move. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Get to the garage. Oh, that girl falls <laughs> off the side. <laughs> your so your intrusive thoughts win. Oh, so frustrating. But you get there. Certain venues validate for certain parking garages. So like Whiskey Row is probably the most convenient where their parking garage is right across. But then okay. you might play another venue that their parking garage is validated, up, you know, two blocks down. So you got to park and do that thing and you know but that validating is huge because the difference between like paying 10 bucks the other night or 45 so oh yeah so you definitely want to make sure you get validated if you can um oh my god yeah so you you know you do that you you, there's always a 30 minute changeover for bands so i play whiskey row on fridays 7 30 to 10 so someone's playing three to seven quick changeover band usually shows up and but i mean but all but all of these places that you regularly play Uh now have a digitally saved mix they have a they have a uh decent board pretty much everywhere i play is in ears um and they'll give you a pack and you're there wow okay yeah so like you walk in you just have you just bring your ears and that's pretty much all you got like you know drummers will bang do you bring bang. your own microphone or anything uh i bring my own they'll they'll usually have theirs on house but they're wired so like certain gigs i'll bring my wireless and then others i'll just if i'm oh oh wow you'll actually bring a wireless yeah uh, if i'm playing with a band i usually and i have enough room to move then okay um but wild horse saloon is when i play which is going to be luke combs bar so luke combs is going to be taking over this bar called wild horse that i play a ton at so wild horse looks more like a, a sound check show it's massive it's but on, I mean, but you're going second. in there before it's open. You're sound checking. You're they sound a, check. Okay, I've made the most money I've ever made downtown Broadway playing Wild Horse. But that's on Broadway. It's on second. So like okay. Broadway, and then for the most part, like 
Third Avenue has like old reds and stuff. And then second Avenue is where kind of where Eric Church's bar is getting built right now. Luke. Everybody's got to have a bar. Like, that's it, dude. That's the new thing. Kid Rock's got a bar. Kid Rock, Dirks, Luke. Gar- Garth Brooks is being built. It is? Yeah, oh, yeah. Friends in Low Places. That's the name of the bar. Oh, and that's the, wow. Luke, um, is that like, where he's going to hide the bodies? <laughs> where the bodies, Garth? Just the families need closure. The families need closure. It's been way too long, Garth. <laughs> Open up about the bodies, damn it. <laughs> Just side note. <laughs> Shout out Tom Segura and Christina P. But side note, they're, um, the uh, Ukraine video. You're familiar with his Ukraine video with Trisha, correct? No. You're not? No. They do this whole, like, right when that war started, okay. they did this whole, like, benefit thing. Okay. And it's like. Oh, no. Oh, dude, I, I have to show you. Because at the end, he does Please. this really creepy laugh. He's like, ha ha, stand up for Ukraine. <laughs> what? Dude, hold on. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen this. I know about that. Don't the, forget where we were, though. No, I will. No, we'll leave off where we, we yeah. But wait a minute, because I remember the, yeah, slick stuff, cool stuff, fun stuff. <laughs> I remember that video. I don't think the microphone's going to pick this up, but... Because I'm not super professional. So this was shortly, like go. right after. Especially the refugees. Give us money. Wait. Wait. <laughs> yeah, amen. Yeah, amen. Stand up for mankind. Stand up. Stand up for mankind. Stand up. Stand up for Ukraine. Oh, my God. Why is that funny, Garth? Is it because you hide bodies? <laughs> <laughs> that clip. Stand up for Ukraine. That clip. Oh, I've never your seen Your mom's that. house oh podcast has been played, I mean, thousands of times. <laughs> and, they, and they bring it up from time to time. And it's just, it's my favorite Holy because crap. Garth seems like such Dude. a weird guy. <laughs> the best, the best way to put it, and I'm a huge Garth Brooks fan in so many ways. But like well, he just, I mean, same he missed, he missed the whole like internet boom because he was famous. He was like most famous country singer in the world, and then he's like, you know what, my my daughter's gonna graduate from high school. I'm gonna take off the road. I'm gonna stop music until she graduates, and then he leaves for 18 years, and he's like, I'm back. And then he missed this whole period where, like, oh, I actually know, didn't know that. Fa- yeah, he he quit touring and quit music. Basically, he was doing his Vegas show, oh. but he got a smoking deal. I mean, literally flew in day of shows and flew out night of. Like it was a quick thing. But he eighteen years. I don't know if it was eighteen years, but it exactly. was like the majority of her life. No, he said, "I will uh, get off the road and stop music pretty much until she graduates high school and she goes off and does her own thing." So he like wanted to be home for his kids, and then he's. That's almost psychopathic behavior right there. I mean, you know, just, <laughs> uh, you know, being a good dad. But then he he is cringy on the uh, videos, man. Oh, he's, I mean, every and interview I think everybody's, I see him in. He's too famous where people are like, 
to get coaching. You know, he's think he's, yeah. he's a, and let's be real, he's going to sell tickets. He's going to make a million dollars every show. It's great. Good for Garth. But I mean, who does that when their child's born? I mean, Dude, I'm, and I'm not I, saying it's not the right I, thing to do. I do but, love though, like how rich he is. And he's like, so dig in your pockets, people. I know. <laughs> Poor fucks. Yeah. <laughs> Give us your money. Hey, all you pores, dig in your pockets. Because, because <laughs> stand up for you. Because I have no money to oh, donate. That's so funny, man. I'm like Garth. You're rich enough. You could probably go to Putin and stop the hey, war yourself. <laughs> while we're on this topic, though, can we talk about Brad Paisley's single, like a couple months back? I have no knowledge of when this. he had President Zelensky featured. What? This. You didn't hear about this? No, no. So Brad Paisley, right? Doesn't release music for a long time. I'm a huge Brad fan. I love Brad Paisley. Been waiting for new music. And he's like, hey, guys, I'm releasing this song called Same World. Or Same Sun. No, I think it's Same World. Oh, no. And it literally says, Same World featuring President Valensky. Or Zelensky, sorry. Is it, it's Zelensky. Z- thank yeah. you. Zelensky is featured on the song. And, like, this whole... He's like a wonderful harmony. And, like... <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but and I was expecting like, does he sing? Like, what's going on? And then the music starts. It's like very acoustically driven, like a slower tempo track, and like it's not terrible. And then Zelensky comes on, and it's a talking bit, and it's literally oh, a faced. It's a no. zoom between Brad and the president, and they're like going back and forth talking, and that was what f- was featured in the song. And it just was like, well, why didn't Brad in the war? You would have thought it would have just stopped right there. I know. It's like you, dude. Congratulations, you solved world peace. Well, do you Thank remember? You. Do you remember during COVID when all the actors did the video of them singing "Imagine"? <laughs> yeah, the worst. <laughs> the worst idea. I don't ever. understand why COVID didn't just go away after that. You, yeah, like man, you guys just solved racism, COVID, all <laughs> everything. Gone, <laughs> done. Congratulations. Imagine all the. Pe- uh, my favorite part of that video is that there's like eight key changes. Yeah, nobody like, knows how to imagine sing. Imagine all the people. Next person. Living in da, world. Da, da, da. <laughs> I don't know the words, obviously. Uh, John Lennon would have rolled in his grave, probably. Watching this. <laughs> like, really? He was, dude. He was doing multiple three sixties. That's fair. <laughs> he was doing that. No, when he was actually, a, well, he was doing that when he was alive. Let's be real. <laughs> he did a lot of that. When he was, I think. I think Yoko actually has him, maybe in like a like a glass coffin in the house somewhere in the yeah. house. He's he's buried down there. He's being preserved. <laughs> well, no, I didn't say that. It's just. He's just visible at all times, and Yoko just taxidermy. It's in the hallway. Him playing piano. There's like a grand piano in their house, and he's just on it, <laughs> like a wax figure, stuffed <laughs> Lennon. <laughs> okay. And she like she still talks to him like, "Oh, how are you? How was your day, John?" <laughs> Is that what Yoko sounds like? I don't know. That's how a a weird I'm not wife gonna try. sounds in my head. So, um, anyway, what the hell were we talking? We were talking about, about Broadway. Thank we were talking you. about. Uh, playing Broadway. And all oh, and I said everybody has a bar. Everybody has a Yeah. Okay. John so, Lennon has a bar coming so, in. <laughs> <laughs> His bar's opening up soon. Come down to Yoko Ono's He's taxidermied and playing Avenue. a piano in the front. Oh, Live no. every night. It's just Beatles. <laughs> it's just Beatles tribute bands every night of the week. Uh, oh, yes. Everybody has a bar. Frank Sinatra bar just opened up. He's dead. He's got a, no one, a new one now. So That's a joke, correct? No, he's got a new... like. The Frank Sinatra bar just opened up. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do they really need more bars in downtown Nashville? N- Nashville. Nashville. Uh, Nashville needs zero more more bars. Oh, my God. Did I, think, I think I just had like a weird brain moment. Aneurysm? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I was like, I can't even speak. 
<laughs> Brain work is okay, but are they building new places down there, or are these places that have closed and they're taking over? Um, it's a mix. Like okay, Eric Church, they preserved the front half of this historic building, and then they knocked down the rest. Oh, cool. So they preserved. Oh, but that. they still knocked down. They're half like, of it. yeah, the rest of it, fuck you. But the front. <laughs> We're going to keep you. You look cool. These bricks are from 1830, but these are from 1829. <laughs> Forget them. So fuck the 1830 bricks. Because obviously it took them like four years to finish buildings back then. So Yes. Some of it was older. I, yeah. Listen, the logic's there. It is. It is. But what's funny, though, is like on second. So second Avenue is where Wild Horse is, Luke Combs Bar. And that's kind of like the next place to start building. But whoa, whoa, you whoa, can, whoa, 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 whoa. Was Wild Horse already a bar and now Luke is buying it? So Wild Horse or rebranding? No, not buying. Wild Horse is owned by Ryman Hospitalities. So Opry. Oh, it is. So it's not owned by like my usual people that book me for Broadway gigs. This is Wild Horse is completely separate. Oh, okay. Which is why they I mean, it's to the max. I mean, you literally have we have a massive jumbotron behind us that shows my logo, the entire show. Massive. We're talking arena size jumbotron. And then you have two arena-sized jumbotrons on the side of you that have they have cameras on you the entire gig. We're playing a normal Broadway gig, cover gig, and my face is on a massive jumbotron. Oh, I'm they sorry for that jumbotron. I know it breaks every time. I don't know. They said it just can't compute. Gets expensive. This, this beauty that you're seeing. <laughs> anyway, anyway, just kidding. And then they have your Venmo listed at the very bottom of the screen too. No way. Mm -hmm. Really? So I will be all my phone in front of me on the mic stand, and it's just like, and what's nice about and yours is like Call of Duty Slayer sixty nine four twenty. The the request we get is now. that your username on Venmo? Oh yeah, <laughs> like that's a weird Conebone sixty nine. <laughs> that's my Venmo. <laughs> okay, but you get mad tips. Uh, depends. It's 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 hit or miss. Everywhere. I mean, the guy's like one cent. Oh, it happens. I'm sure it happens. You don't I, play I, those requests. What's that? Well, hold on. So, because I know this is a thing. Do people, re like, are you, at, you're looking at your phone getting requests and it's like, $10, play this. Mm -hmm. and, and you can call it out on stage. Mm -hmm. Sometimes okay. I might just call it out and say, hey, wherever Jeffrey is that said 20 bucks for this song. Hey, we don't know it, but we know this <laughs> song by this dude. Okay. Oh, you know, it's a funny story you'll really enjoy. A couple weeks ago, we we're playing this gig at Dogwood. And some Dog, guy Dogwood Dogwood is where I play on Saturday nights. It's in Midtown every Saturday. Every, every right now it's my every Saturday okay. gig, but it's a three and a half hour deal. We it's it's fun. It's kind of a mid. It's not on Broadway, so it's another bar and just kind of feels a bit off the beaten path. And um, how did it happen? This guy came up and he put a twenty in the jar, and he brought up a napkin that that read a song by Colt Ford, and we didn't know it. I'm like, and I I read it. I was like, what? I haven't read this. And uh, they're like all the way in the back patio. And I said, hey, man, so sorry. We don't know any Colt Ford. Like, is there anything else we can play for you? Whatever we got or um, something. Oh, no, I know what we did. I played Dirt Road Anthem because I was I, like, hey, was this, song was, this song was written by Colt Ford. We'll do this for you. And then he comes up. And he's like, oh, man, we want to do blah, blah, blah. And he was like, here's another one. It's another Colt Ford song. You're like, bro, I don't know Colt Ford. And like I ended up coming up and like I was like, hey, man, we. You guys, the, the Colt Ford fan club? Like, I don't know if you, <laughs> Colt, you guys... The Colt Ford walks out. <laughs> I'm here. Okay, Colt, come on up and sing it, because I don't know it. And then they requested it. They're like, oh, they requested the song Where the Country Girl's At, which was, get this lineup, Luke Bryan, Trace Atkins, and Pitbull on one song. 
this song was rated the worst country song of the year last year, and they wanted that one. I found out later, but that was like their third. So they just request. have terrible taste. Okay, awful taste in music. Shout out to these people for just. Honestly, you didn't. You just needed to say Luke Bryan and Pitbull for me. <clears throat> yeah, you know. Yeah, I think I just played him sh- the Country Girl Shake It. I was like, all right, Luke Bryan, we <laughs> we know that one. <laughs> Here's some Pitbull. Pitbull. <laughs> Fireball. F- Listen, that's actually a really Here's cool. Here's the if thing, you, though. No, Southbound used to do that cover, right? Ah, uh, yeah. They were the when I saw that when I filled in with Southbound. Uh, a local, uh, Justin Hitson is an artist here. That's his band. Have or, you uh, talked to them recently? I have not. I have not talked to any of those guys yeah. in a long time. Jeff Lees. Yeah, Jeff. Um, Was it Jeff? Just? Jeff still plays with Justin. Yeah. He does. Okay. But so but Justin kind of had like a little original career that he was trying to get uh, taken off and the songs are really good. I don't, oh, cool. I don't know, know what happened with it. But yeah, Check but when out. they were only really playing covers southbound, um, I remember filling in for the, quite a few gigs and they were like, we do Fireball by Pitbull and I was like, oh, what? <laughs> I remember you telling me this. And Justin would do the whole rap part and play the acoustic guitar part and we'd play it at like Bourbon Jacks back in the yep. day and like people went bonkers. And I, I bet. And, and now I DJ that song and I was like, oh, I get it. It's kind of a banger. Yeah. I mean, Pitbull has a lot of Pitbull has really bangers. fun songs. It, look, if you're just looking to get a cool beat and a fun vibe, yeah. Pitbull's your guy. He's but just great. don't go into country with Luke Bryan. Yeah, I mean, dude, he also did, Pipple did a duet with Blake Shelton at one point, I think, too. I think they're still good friends, actually. I think so, but like he's, he's, he's dove into the country world a little bit. Do you think it's funny just like how much metal and hard rock has completely taken over country in like the last, I mean, it's been gradually ascending towards that for a while, but. Well. Um, like Hardy's I guess blown Har- the door I open. guess Luke Combs would technically be the first that kind of started that you movement. You think he's the first one? Well, how how long before was Hardy than like Beer Never Broke My Heart? It was kind of the same time. Okay, I think it was kind of the same time. I always thought you were gonna go back to like Brentley Gilbert, Read Me My Rights kind of stuff. Oh, like I that forgot. was kind of when I felt it. I mean, stuff oh, like I totally that was progression, that. and that was like twenty. Was that like twenty sixteen? Yeah, twenty sixteen. Yeah, Brantley Gilbert, I would say, was the first like. <laughs> Nickelback country. He's still doing his thing, man. Which is hilarious because he's on tour with Nickelback. Nickelback, yeah. Which is a great bill. I mean, that makes sense. It's a great bill. But then, but Nickelback's latest album, uh, and all of you out there that want to hate on Nickelback, it's great, great band. Huge Nickelback fan. I don't man. care. Love Nickelback. Like, and, and their latest album. So hooky. Everything's hooky. Everything is catchy. There's a straight right. up country song on that record that is way more country new than yes. High time. Is that the song? I, I don't know. On you're talking about the new Nickelback record. Correct? I mean the latest Nickelback. I think record I think Nickelback put High Time on. They pitched it to country radio as like a country. Well, single. they should have took it because it would have been huge. I think it is. I think it's on. I think it's hold not on, high yet, but I think hold, it's charting. Holding. Hold. Um. Oh, quick tidbit, by the way. Every single time that I'm at a bar and somebody does a key change, you know what I still do? You clap still? Oh, that's so, that's so nice. <laughs> and I, think I still do it because of you. I wish I'm, I, like, nobody knows that joke yet. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, anybody listening, anytime you hear a key change in the car, Dude, Tanner, at a I would show, do, like, a little, like, golf clap. A little golf clap. <laughs> Ooh, key change. <laughs> oh, that's special. Okay, hold on. Was it high time? I do time? it every time. I think it's high time, though, was the tune. Oh, that's going to be loud. 
No, I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't know if this is dead air because I don't know if we can hear this. Hold on. Maybe. Is that as loud as it goes? No, I just didn't want the mics feeding back. Oh, that makes sense. Um, Sorry. Audience, you can't hear who's this. Who's calling me? It's probably copyrighted anyway. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Okay, hold on. We're going to take pause because I have to take this call. My name is Brian Chartrand. I am a singer-songwriter based in Phoenix, Arizona. And I'm here to tell you about my podcast called So the Story Goes. This podcast was started a couple years ago uh, just so I could connect with creatives and to see how they were staying creative during the pandemic. Obviously, we have evolved beyond that, uh, which is great. I'm having really fun conversations uh, with musicians, but also just, you know, generally creative people, people in the industry. And I love having these conversations, how you're staying creative, what you're doing, uh, what's happening. So if you love music, if you love creative people, Uh, Please check out my podcast. It's called So the Story Goes. You can find it wherever you find your podcasts. And I'm super stoked for Tanner, who is doing an incredible podcast called Great Exposure. Not only is Tanner a great booking agent, but he is a really compelling podcaster. So thank you for listening. Thank you, Tanner. Appreciate you, buddy. I work with Tanner as a musician here in town when I'm not on the road. And I love what he does. I love the podcast. Check out So The Story Goes. Hope to see you on the road. I, I hope you just enjoyed listening to Brian Chartrand's ad. Woo! His wonderful, I love his podcast, uh, So The Story Goes. This is a re- it's a really good podcast. It's a very good podcast. I was actually listening. You were to- on there? Yeah. I mean, he's got a ton of good guests, but he. Uh, I was listening to Vertical Horizons lead singer Matt Scannell. It was an old one from 2022, but I realized I never listened to it. So You remember when I told you that we saw them at Vegas? Vertical I was, Horizon? I was just on the road with Keith no. and Josh. You saw them? We were playing Vegas, and they were on a, a little outdoor stage in between oh. the hotels. And like there was not a lot of people there. And like I remember I, I had not heard of them. You probably would have like loved yeah. it. But I think Keith was the one who was like, dude, is that Vertical Horizon? Yeah. <laughs> he was like, what? <laughs> I mean, they had pretty big success in the... Yeah. And I, I've 90s, heard the name come up over the years. I'm like, I saw them at this weird side stage in Vegas, just randomly, like, <laughs> it looked like a cover gig. Really? Yeah. It looked like oh, a gig sad. that we would, you know, be hired for, just going and playing some I mean, even, music even the, bar their outside. most recent albums are really good. But, yeah. I mean, they had, I think they had pretty decent success as yeah. a rock band in, like I said, the 90s, early 2000s. I remember what we were talking about. I asked you if you were surprised about how metal and rock has taken over oh. country. Um, am I surprised? Um, I guess no, because I think I'm surprised to see some of the artists that are starting to collab. Mm-hmm. I mean, like what I listen to, that whole world is now majorly crossing. Um, mainly because like uh, uh, Bill Murray, <laughs> who's <laughs> one of my Bill favorite Murray. bands, 
Um, Dude, all, all Bill gas, Murray. All Gas No Break song with Mitchell. Oh, awesome. But I mean, you know, he's had Hardy on a song. He had yeah. Mitchell Tenpenny. Um, his newest single isn't a country artist, but um, man, I've seen I've seen other country acts like know who that band yeah. is. Um, but Dude, you know, everybody's he's, throwing like breakdowns in songs now. Like that's oh, like, I love that's it. A very Keep doing common that. thing now. Yeah. But Br- Brantley Gilbert was, I guess, the, the well, but I can't even say that. But like, it traces back so long. Save a horse, ride a cowboy is heavy. Yeah. Very heavy. That's a heavy riff. Yep. Neon Moon, heavy as hell. country. Neon Moon. Neon Moon. Let me talk about Neon Moon for a second. That song still does something for me. In what way? You enjoy playing that song? I don't know if I enjoy playing it, but just the sound of it. It's a beautiful song. It's gorgeous. Yeah, and it's Brooks a and sad song. Very sad. And it's so funny that we all still play it as like this country. I mean, really, it's kind of a country song. That's like a go-to. Like if you're going to do a slow dance song in a country set, like that's a big go-to song. Sorry, I'm making sure my puppy doesn't pee on the carpet. Is that a common thing for him? Um, I mean, I not can't in the tell. past four or five weeks she's doing better that's good i just want she's to so lay cute, down dude she's, she's adorable uh but yeah i mean all those all those heavy guitar riffs for country date back early 2000s i mean try to think of uh um um um, um what's that carrie underwood song before G's? undo it oh undo it heavy but but the opening riff is I mean, it's all like drop D, Mm -hmm. heavy chords, you know. Um, And Undo It was probably 2000, well, I'm going to say 13. I'm going to say 13. Undo It. Undo It was 2009. (gasps) I was off. Very off. I mean, I don't know. Save a Horse was what, 2003, 4? Oh, really? I may, I might be way off. I don't know. I'm very bad at guessing years on tunes. Save a horse was 2004. Okay, yeah. close. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think of bands before Big and Rich that are like super similar. While we're on, I mean, the, Keith uh, Urban had some, but it wasn't like heavy. Keith it was never just, had anything heavy. It was just rock centered. It wasn't. Mm. Didn't t- you know really? go on that line i don't know i think i think Keith Urban was like the perfect cross between like alternative and country he bl- yeah he blended he brought the rock style enough to where it yeah it felt accessible to everybody who listened to country music or loved country music to you know i enjoy a good guitar solo now because i it's it, right and he and keith is incredibly tasteful incredibly tasteful oh, with very. every solo he did i mean this, his... i still obsess over till summer comes around all the time you should I can't skip that song when it comes on my playlist or shuffle. Like I can't. Here's the thing about you, Jacob. You are a true country fan. I like country. you still live, I do. breathe country. Yeah. That's like all you, that's not all you listen to, but you mainly still listen to country for enjoyment. I do. I do go to, I do enjoy it. And that does feel And that's weird. exactly what I hate about you. I know. Because there's so I many know. good albums, Jacob, that I can't get you to listen to. <laughs> it's not, but I, I do listen to pretty much every, I do feel like I listen to a lot. I'm a little bit old soul. I listen to a lot of like Sinatra or okay. I, I have been digging like Silk Sonic. And that whole project did kind of open up a new door for me in the funk world and the that. I don't, I mean, One of the best concerts I've still ever seen. I'm today. very jealous you were there. 
but I, like that, I, I enjoy listening to what's recommended around that album. That's a that's a very fun listen for me if I'm in the car or something. Mm-hmm. But overall, you're you're a country. I like guy. I do. I love country. I still listen to country music when I'm in the car. Yeah, it's I enjoy listening to what everybody's doing and working on. And has he peed or no, she peed? I don't think so. But like, but is your current favorite still? Uh... I don't know. My, I, my current you told me changes. I will say Corey ago. Kent has been a a big new Corey favorite for me. Corey Kent. I'm opening up for him in two weeks. Three weeks. Sponsored plug. Sponsored plug. July seventh to play in Jackson, Michigan. <laughs> Tickets are low. We are almost sold out. So get them now. And Jackson, Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. It's about a six hour drive up from Nashville. That's it? Yeah. Dude, everything's closing now. It's a three hour drive to Atlanta, two hour drive to Louisville. It's about five hours to Asheville. Um, uh, oh, North Carolina. Yeah. I mean, I I got booked on a gig in Indianapolis, uh, Bloomington, Indiana. No, sorry, Bloomington, Illinois, in August and December. Yeah, and I so mean, like, I guess you are relatively East Coast central. Nashville's located. so central to everything, which is great. How far is it to like the border of Florida? I mean, we drove to Destin, the Panhandle, which. <gasps> Oh, was, oh, the Panhandle. Sorry. Yeah, Panhandle of Florida. What did you think I was saying? <laughs> I don't saying? know the tip of Florida. <laughs> I was like, that's far. The Handle, Florida. And it was seven hours. She was she was sniffing a rummy because she was sleeping and having yeah. a dream. She was like, what's going on? This is we're commentating on dog's behavior, which is... <laughs> Listen, a, it's the best thing. It is my favorite thing to do. Just watching dogs for a while. Well, now I have three, so yeah. plenty of entertainment. Keeps growing, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, I don't think I can do four. No. You think you can cross that line? No, a three was hard for me to cross. Mm. Three was very hard for me to cross, and then but here you are, and here I am. And it didn't seem like it took you a lot of persuading. It mm, seemed like it, it did. How you described it was like you walked into PetSmart and it was adoption day, and well, when I found her, it didn't take me a, a lot. But like, I also could have just was looked. Megan with you when you were in PetSmart? No, she was in the car. Mm. She was like makeupless, braless, mm-hmm. and was like just running in real quick and get food. Like, did you? Call her and say you need to come in. I immediately FaceTimed her. Yeah. And was like, hey, so I think I found your scruffy dog. Mm-hmm. And then three weeks later, scruffy dog's in my house. She's adorable. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as like <clears throat> when heavy started, Keith Urban didn't do anything heavy. Kenny Chesney wasn't heavy. Uh, Dirks Bentley was on the verge. Why do I feel like I miss? I mean, Aldine really kind of. Oh all, yeah, Aldine was Aldine. like kind of led the charge there. Yeah, my kind of party and she's country were probably the Those most. Those heavy. But I mean, even like Amarillo Sky, on like that was his oh, debut yeah, single. Like, good. it's a great tune. But she's country was oh nine. Yeah, that's way after Urban. Save a Horse. Yeah. When year did Brantley come out? Shortly after Aldine, because he wrote for Aldine, and that's what kind of popped him off. So, like... 10, 11, 12? Uh, what album was that? Yeah, Halfway to Heaven was 2010. That's yeah, so, like, right, literally right. Because, he, yeah, he was probably in... He was in Aldine's camp, so... Uh, he probably just rose up with him. So... Yeah. No, I, I'm not surprised. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, you you take... I mean, let's take 2004 being the start of it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's been 19 years. Yeah. And I mean, and honestly, now. it's kind of unbelievable that it's maybe even taken that long. But it's been a very, very steady, slow progression. 
Um, but now we're getting into like actual kind of screaming in certain songs. hundred percent. I'm like, whoa, this you, is. I've I started covering Truck Bed by Hardy, and which is the only song that I can like kind of. It's only where he screams. It's like the last chorus he kind of yeah. goes for it. And like I've done it a couple times, and people enjoyed it. I don't think I know really how to scream at all. I don't have that talent, but I. It's hard like, to teach. It is. And like I, I think I kind of understand just bringing a little bit more of a raspy tone to it, but I also feel like it just—I don't want to damage my voice. I don't want to do it wrong. That's not something you should do wrong. You can do it wrong, and that would hurt. So I don't—I've only think I've covered it twice, but oh, people dude, enjoyed it. I want to—I want to play that gig with you so I can do the ending scream of truck bed from the drums. Yeah, yeah, you should. You could do it. You definitely would know how to do it. Um, Josh Blitz just called me. Josh. Josh. We miss you. Miss Josh. I will answer this. I will call you back after the podcast. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I still listen to country. I still enjoy doing it on. But at the same time, sometimes I wonder if I am doing it. Is he calling me again? <laughs> Is he okay? Yeah, I think Are he's okay? okay. He's all right. Um, he calls a third time. We'll let you answer. <laughs> That's an emergency call. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, oh, well, we were talking about how close things were to Nashville. Well, no, we about? were talking about like loading in and gigging in Nashville because we've gotten a lot of tangents on this <laughs> podcast. Dude, I'm still, we... I still have something in mind from way earlier, and I'm like, <laughs> I can't mean, even go back to it. This is every now. time we talk. <laughs> I can't. Uh, but here's the thing about podcasts is that when you you're when go. you're doing it, I'm self-conscious about it. But when I listen to other podcasts, I know that they're taking tangents. And But again, that's how a conversation works. Yeah. But we're just self-conscious of it because we know there's going to be listeners. That's the problem. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like every conversation ends somewhere because of a slow tangent, mm-hmm. you know? Also, we just haven't caught up in a while, so it's just like this thing and this We're thing. We're like literally catching thing. up on this podcast. It's great. You guys are listening to. How's uh, your marriage? No, <laughs> great. <laughs> turn Love the, my wife. Turn the mics off. <laughs> Sorry. We, you want to go for another ad? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> go listen to the Brian Chartrand <laughs> podcast. It's gonna feature ad twice, Brian. <laughs> um, no, I mean, no, yeah, we, just kidding. We haven't seen each other in a while, so. Yeah, I know. I've been trying to figure out a good time. I'm gonna come back in the winter. That's. Oh, but but you're gonna be here with Ashlyn for a few we're months, gonna, we're right? Gonna be snowbirds, dude. Because it, it's cute. just yeah. I mean, why not? You know, we, slow. It's Nashville's very slow. You still have the rental house, though. We have a rental. Yeah, we still have our house here. But in can Chandler. you get people out of it to? Well, no. I think uh, we're just gonna stay with her parents. They have a guest house. So oh, that's just right. Like, okay. why not stay there? We're gonna come back I'd be for a couple months. Snowbirds too, bro. And, yeah, I mean, we 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 hate the cold. I <laughs> mean, just what can we say? It's cold in Nashville and. But I mean, how? I enjoy the weather here. I mean, I know it's cold in Nashville, but is it like days on end of like high of thirty? Mm-hmm. Oh, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like it's, last winter though was bad. Well, the first so the first winter we moved was the snowiest January that Nashville had had since like the seventies. Oh, okay. So we got dumped with snow. We had a white Christmas. We had like that was cool. That's and pretty I think, cool though. And it made again we were all like hopped up on the moving thing. So like it. it it was it was fun because it but was But if new. you've lived there for forty years, you're like Why by the is time it snowing? by the time that we got to in and in a funny way, what I've learned is like the snow kind of makes it worth it in a way. Where yeah. it's like it's kind of fun. It's, it's not just cold. Yeah, like the first winter we had there was like 
gigs got canceled and work got canceled. And, like the sh- city shuts down because the roads are icy. They oh, can't. Oh yeah, everybody stays at home, oh. and then you just go get drunk with your friends. You go like go to somebody's house and you're there and. It's it's a great time. Like the city's like on lockdown. It reminds me of COVID times, honestly. When you just like, well, we have nothing to do. B- as well. BC, yeah, it could BC. Twenty nineteen BC, <laughs> <laughs> before the time. And uh, but then by the time the second winter came around, this most previous one, um, it was like, didn't I'm snow as much. Shit. <laughs> oh, dude, I hated it. It was cold and bitter, and it took you one year. And and like downtown gets really quiet, and your tips just aren't that great. I just, I don't know. We just kind of like, after we left the winter and, you know, you don't see sun for a while, it's like, we would really just love to get back to Arizona. So we decided like, hey, if my season slows, like that's when Ashlyn has her break because the music industry shuts, shuts down, down from for like, holidays. yeah, mid through December through a little bit after New Year's. It's like, yeah, why don't we just take off, come back here. We'll, we're going to drive, bring the dogs with us. And oh, cool. We'll probably stop in Texas halfway along the way and make it a road Hell trip. Hell yeah, brother. Head down to Texas. Probably Go play some Texas Amarillo. country. Um, that was Amarillo by morning. That was great. You were trumpet. <laughs> Poor trumpet sounds. I thought it was coming over the radio. I was like, it was so, <laughs> so well done. <laughs> You're listening to Cool Country 709, right here in Phoenix. Arizona. Actually, I think that's a, I think that's a very similar uh, uh, melody to. Uh, what are you thinking of? <laughs> Wait, what is this? I'm walking on. Is it like a military like yeah. funeral song? Is that is that Taps? What Taps? I think it's Taps. What's Taps? I think that's the name of the song. Taps. Yeah. Why I'm would it sure be called it Taps? Oh, I really hope I'm not getting embarrassed right now. But I, I'm pretty sure it's it's. Oh, you're right. Is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> I was a key lower. <laughs> How dare you? That's it. This is the that's end of taps. the podcast. <laughs> Just. We salute you. If you've made it this far, take care. <laughs> you need help. <laughs> <laughs> I know for a fact my mom is not going to listen to this long of a podcast. There's no way. My mom quit after 30 minutes. I just like that this <laughs> is the background. She, she's going to text me. It was a great podcast, babe. Honey. <laughs> Why is this playing? It's called Taps. It's called Taps. All right, I wasn't crazy. There's so many different, are they in different keys? This is another version. Nope, same key. Same key. Oh, that's amazing grape. Uh, amazing grapes. I, almost I think said. it's an E. Same one. Okay. Yeah, I think it's an. It sounds like E to me. Oh, Charlie Puth is here. I know. Charlie, what key is it? Charlie, I farted. What key was that? <laughs> Charlie's crying in the corner. Stop asking me that question. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I imagine his life actually. Dude, I I bet, man. He just they every do all these bits. single show. It's like, ding, what key is that, Charlie? He's just like, hey, Charlie, I brought my dog. He's going to bark. What key is this? He's like, make it stop. Make it stop. Uh, If you only understood. (laughs) He's like, I have so many albums, and you keep asking me what weird sounds are. (laughs) Charlie, look at this weird sound I can Uh, make with my mouth. What key is it, or what note is it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I... I don't know. He seems to entertain it, but every time I see it, I'm like, okay, we get it. He, you get, have perfect he is perfect pitch. pitch. Awesome. That's great. He seems like a cool hang. I know. But I definitely wouldn't do that to him. We live you know what? If I have him on, if the podcast grows and I have him on the podcast. I hope you have him on. That'd be great. I will vow to never ask him 
what note is this? He'll love you for that. In a serious way. And I'm going to bust through that door like, Charlie, what key is it? <laughs> Charlie! That's, I won't ask you, and that's why I brought, brought my friend Jacob. <laughs> it's why I'm here. Um, um, I don't know, man. So you're going to be snowbirds. You're going to be snowbirds. You're going to come back, hang, enjoy, take a break. We're getting the band back together. We're getting the band back together. Yeah, I, I, I'm in. I seem like I already have one gig booked. It's a solo gig, but wow, February. Wow, uh, you know I'm like committing. In like, February, you have a solo gig booked. Yeah, who booked you for that far out? Jody, playing a little country club up north. Oh, with SSE. Mm-hmm. So thanks, Jody. Star Entertainment. Thanks, Jody. They. Good for you for Jody. Good for you for booking out all the way into February. She, well, it's funny because I was talking about a lot of people like, oh, I'm gonna come back for this time, right? And she's like, hey, I'm booking this country club, like. September through March, you in town? I'm like, <laughs> funny you should ask. I actually am. Wow. So it worked I'll out. I'll be booking September next week. Yeah. My, but here's the thing. Is I just I don't want to miss the Phoenix Open again. I'm, I really miss the Phoenix Open. <sighs> That's like, that was my, I have so many childhood memories going every year. Now that I'm playing golf. That's right. You are playing golf. I'm more interested in going. You should. You want to go? What's my thermometer behind me? It's a 110.5. Are you fucking kidding me yeah it's 110 and a half outside but but that's accurate too cheap golf but but i love summer golf in Arizona. but i'll do it any day but heat stroke <laughs> just bring a canteen alcohol Dude, well when i played day. my first 18 a few weeks ago it was only like mid 90s yeah and like i definitely got to like hour three oh, and yeah. i was like it's warm it's hot it's hot, no doubt. Like, but I love summer golf. Give me a pair of shorts and breezy t-shirt, and it's three forty-five. We have about five hours of light left. Yeah, I mean, we can make it work. But I love me. Some golf, golf sucks, man. dude. Why does anybody play How, that game? What's your, what are you shooting? Like, what's what's your best score? I don't score? know. Four thousand. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I didn't. Just I didn't. Though. I didn't keep. I mean, that was my first eighteen. I had only gone to the. So I I bought everything. I just decided to. Did you like go buy a new? Set of clubs and everything. Oh, yeah. What do you have? Uh, well, I bought brand new irons. Okay. So I bought a set of tailor-made M... M1s? No. M M5s? Yeah, M4s. M4s. You can and, see how much I really know about my clubs. Well, but I don't know anything either. I just... I have an old... My, some friends Callaway were set. like, oh, this is a great... like." I, <laughs> buy what I can afford. <laughs> well, no, and I get that, but I also was like... I'm going to make this an actual hobby. Yeah. It's no, not it's something that I'm going to pick up. Get something that is actually going to do the job correctly. That you, something that I can and, grow into that lasts. And also, like, club technology in the last five years alone has exceeded everything. So, like, it's if you get I a new set of clubs. Know. No, it, it they've gotten gr- vastly greater in the last yeah. several years. But, yeah, I just, I just bought everything because I was like, that's going to motivate me to, like, not learn. and But not to not back out, you know. So yeah. I only went to the range, like, three or four times. Keep in mind, before this, I think you had seen me swing a club, and I I played one round with you, and I would whiff like I I couldn't connect with the ball. Yes, it's very amazing going from that to when you start going hitting 120 balls Mm -hmm. every single week, like a couple times a week. Actually, I went to the range way more than that. Sorry, I probably went to the range like six or eight times, and like now I don't whiff. It's not necessarily great contact every time, but like. It's it's just interesting. You're making that contact. I'm making contact. <laughs> You're putting the ball in play, and I get it, dude. Like, 
119 shots, you could be so frustrated and like, oh, I'm not shooting the same as I was the last driving range. And you hit that one. You hit that one that is dead straight for 250 yards, and and you're like, beautiful. What? (laughs) It's the best feeling. You're like, I can do that again, and then it shoots 40 yards to the right. Feels better than when I'm with a group of like three guys are playing around and. On the tee box, I strike a great drive, and you just feel like God walking back to the car. You are like, that feels so good. <laughs> and just, then guess just, what? You get your second shot, duff at 30 yards. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Off into the woods. Happens all the and time. And it's one of those things that I, I might not even move my feet hardly. Yeah. It's your hands. It's it's mainly it's your hands. hands. It's uh, every every problem I have, I go back to my hands. I'm like, I, I, I knew I wasn't holding this right. Why would I swing the club? Making them turn the right way. My it's, back has hurt so bad since that yeah. 18, though. Like, yeah. I, I know I pulled something in my left side. Yeah. And it, like, goes down the entire length of my really? lap. You pulled muscle? I, I think I was just overdoing it because I was doing, like, multiple days in a row of the driving range. Yeah. And then, I mean, if, and then especially I if you're not 18, used to it. Yeah, that's probably and it's gonna... just, I mean, the first day I went to the range, I hit 120 balls. It's good. It's no, really good. it wasn't good the next day. Megan can attest to this. I was so miserable. I thought I was maybe going to cry. I was that sore. Mm. I mean, I was having a hard time breathing without pain. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is pathetic. I'm an athletic guy. I am in pretty good shape cardio wise. And not that cardio really matters. I understand that. But like I lift actively, I run, I cycle like I'm no bum, but it's just a, Different it's muscle. such a specific movement. Mm-hmm. I, I still tell everybody, I'm like, there's nothing natural about a golf swing. Mm-mm. Your body really shouldn't move that way no. repetitively. But then you see you these, guys these guys on tour that are just, it's. And it looks effortless. They make but it it's still so a very easy. weird motion. Very. Being sideways to something and swinging your arms and with your hips the way that it goes, mm-hmm. it's a very odd movement. Mm-hmm. Have you taken a lesson yet? No, and I do that was what would make a difference. Yeah, I think uh, even I like I definitely want to like, go take another golf lesson. Just like get back to basics. Like you think there's yeah. so many things you overlook, but it just it's and funny. The, and the more you think about it, Pierre, in your head when you're in like if you're, if you're t- don't think too much. Yeah, I was taught like if you okay, you back away from the ball, do a practice swing, like you look at the shot, and like that's your think zone. And then when you step up to the the ball. There's no thinking going on. You, yeah. you are like, you think about it, know what you want to do, and then just commit to the action. And like, that's what it's helped my game a lot. It's just the mental capacity, too, of like, nope, no thinking up here. This is meditative. This is. Oh, you're right. I mean, I see these PGA guys take forever before a swing, and I'm like, stop thinking. And some, some get a little excessive with it. Uh, who won this? Keegan Bradley? I heard yeah. that his swing is, his approach up to the swing is ridiculous or something. I don't know. I saw a video making fun of it, and then he commented on it and was like, this Did is he? so accurate. Oh. But it was like... I didn't see much of the tournament this week. He, weekend. like, spins the club, like, ten times or something. It's like a whole thing. Just getting the feel. I don't, I don't know. I couldn't find the original video, but I don't know. It's Have such... you watched Full Swing on Netflix, by the way? I think I got halfway through it, yeah. and then I started something else, but yeah. it's very... No, I, I finished it. You did? It's good. It's cool. I Same love the episode with survive. the dude that is like super negative against uh, himself. Uh, Joel, Joel, Joel Damon. Joel Damon. Yeah. yeah. I love Joel. It's hilarious. He's like, I love it. I l- he's a real guy. He just seems like a oh. normal dude that is just really good at golf and he found himself on the PGA Tour and he's, <laughs> he's, 
Hit my he's favorite so quote of his, and I don't remember the number, but he's like, somebody's got to be 56 in the world. Might as well be me. <laughs> yep. And I'm like, damn, like. But that's a great way of looking at it. That's a great way of looking great at it. Great outlook. That's a person that's able to, like, get themselves out of the funk they're in. Like, oh, no, I'm 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 56 in the he's world. He's pretty hard that's on himself, though. Oh, he is. But he has enough of those moments redeeming where he can probably, like, overlap some of that negative thinking. So it works out for him. I mean, listen, somebody's got to be a middle successful drummer in Arizona. It might as well be me. Some dude's got to play Broadway. (laughs) Everybody plays Broadway. Everybody. (laughs) I mean, it's crazy how many people that we've been talking about. Like, we're talking about Scott Stapp's drummer. Mm -hmm. Creed. (laughs) (laughs) With our arms wide open. That gets covered all the time on Broadway, by the way. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. He gets requested a lot. Oh, we just had we had our first Nickelback request at Whiskey really? Row, oh, and I was ro- so bummed that we don't know photograph. We do Rockstar. Oh, that's good. I cover Rockstar a lot, and it goes over incredibly. Does it Everybody really? in that bar, oh, loves it. People start screaming immediately. Do you think Rockstar or Photograph's bigger? Um, I think Photograph is more recognizable, but I think Rockstar is a, a. Yeah, people like I. I don't cover it. Uh, I've heard some people cover it, but I think Rockstar just is a way more fun song to play, and it's still like the fans know that one. I will tell you this though: we do not get the Freebirds and the Sweet Shot of Minds a ton. Like, really? I th- yeah, I thought it would be biggest request we get now. We're like punk rock. We're getting Blink One Eighty Two. We're getting yes. you know um, all the small things. We're getting Mr. Brightside. We get. I mean, um, we're in we're in that. that. That's obviously the ones we play a lot, but we get a lot of punk rock requested. And I wish I knew more of it. But my bass player, Wyatt, fortunately, is a big punk rock fan, and he can sing some of the songs. Oh, good. So as long as, like, drummer and guitar player know the thing, I'm like, cool, you <laughs> take it away. You're like, I'm going to go sit on the stool for a minute <laughs> and watch you guys do it. I just, like, sing along, and I get the crowd going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're actually just a hype man. I am a hype man. That happens to sing. I am a hype man. Dude, it, I don't know if it's just life in general or if it's the music business, but it's so funny how things seem to just recycle every like 25 years. Yeah. It's all like very fashion simple. right now is right back, back to in the like. 90s. Is it 80s or 90s? Well, I mean, I wouldn't. I, fashion's not my forte. But like the most popular thing Probably that I see with girls is like the. Bell bottom pants? Not even bell bottom. They're just like. Like boyfriend jeans, but they're just yeah. they're just high waisted. High waisted's kind of gone. I guess you're but right. at least I mean, low. Again, but at least low riders not back. Really low rider in the '90s was when girls were wearing like super low in their hips, and that is not a flattering look. Like I mean, and most women will admit that. Yeah. Like most women will be like, leave the low rise thing in the '90s. Just a little like. And then top. we went to really high waisted to where people like, which Bob was like. Button. Oh, dude, it was like Very right below wasted. your boobs. <laughs> like <laughs> it was overalls extra, without it was the an straps. Extra bra. <laughs> it was an extra bra. That was their push up bra. Yep. Uh, but no, but I mean, like the very like baggy jeans sort of thing. I've seen studded belts coming back with like high school kids. If you like see them, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, not that I'm seeing high school kids. Yeah, you hang around in high schools these days. Shut up. Come on. But. Come on, Tanner. Like, if you go to, like, Santan Village. Yeah. Oh, okay. And you like, go to the mall. Yeah. See and what everybody else is wearing. Because malls are still primarily, Very like, baggy. Very baggy. Very baggy. Studded belts. Like, crop tops are back. Mm-hmm. And that was... 
I mean, that was got, 90s, but I feel like that was end of the 80s, too. But then even music-wise, yeah. you're, you're now having, like, I would have never guessed what you just told me, that people are covering with arms wide open. I know yeah, that that dude. song has, like, had this resurgence of making fun of it on if TikTok. If you can pull it off on Broadway, best believe you're playing that song, and you will be tipped mad money. If you really? Don't. 100%. 100%. Dude, Creed needs another reunion tour. They should. They had, a still hot. they had a That's what's crazy though is that they had a reunion tour. Well, they had a reunion album in How long ago was that? 2009. I'm gonna text Josh if I were saying here. And then they did a tour. Oh, I need to pause. I think my dog's chewing on something. 60%. Oh, yeah. that's actually really miserable. Dude, the summer's I'm showering like 3 times a day at this point, I feel like. Like it's it's so hot. I don't know, man. It's like, I will say this: my vocal health is better though, way better, because there's moisture in the air. <laughs> what you don't think eight percent is oh, man. moisturous? Every time I come back here, my voice gets is that a word? Real dry, moisturous, 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 moisturous. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's because the air is basically just yeah. dirt. When we came back and I played Labor Day, I remember we did Wednesday. I had a gig Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We did the full thing. You could scream then. <laughs> yeah. Every note. Man, my voice didn't feel too bad for that week, but I remember by the end of it, I was like, it's dry. It's, it's, I forgot how, I mean, I got used to it for years because this is the only place I sang, really. Mm hmm. Well, you were born and raised. So that I was born sense. and raised. Um, let's end this thing. Yeah. But tell let, me, let's let people but go. Tell me, uh, what's going on? Well, I got a new, I have a new single out. Ain't no, a damn I, thing. That's not what I was going to ask. No. Yeah, I'm I kidding. was just going it for was. the straight plug. All right, go for it. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to come up with a funny joke, and I couldn't. I was going to be like, I'm tell me what's going on with your rash. <laughs> well, we haven't identified it yet. <laughs> Finally got cream. It's underneath investigation. <laughs> uh, the pictures are oh, horrendous. And okay, we're stopping this conversation. It burns every okay. hour. <laughs> <laughs> It burns like fire. It burns ring of fire. Uh, <laughs> Preparation H. Ring of fire? Ring of fire. Uh, sit on a donut. Okay. Um, <laughs> you just came out with a single. Not I the have a brand ago. new single. It's called Ain't a Damn Thing. It came out a little over a month ago, and it's been my biggest release yet. I'm happy about What's it. What's it at stream-wise? Like 21,000 something. Nice. Yeah, not bad. 19 of those are me. Uh, is it really? Mm -hmm. I mean, you just leave it on repeat when you go to bed? Just like current Well, second. yeah. Yeah, cool. And then it's the only song I listen to in the car. I figured. You know what? When I picture you driving to any anywhere here at home, I know you're listening to my song only, exclusively. M my song called Ain't a Damn Thing. Huh? Isn't that your song? Yeah, it is. My song? What were you saying? Were you saying? No, I was finishing your sentence. Oh. <laughs> I was saying, I, I only listen to my song, As Jacob, Ain't a Damn Thing. <laughs> it just didn't register with me that you were finishing my sentence. My eyes are up here, parentheses, quit looking at my boots. That's, that's the next I could technically publish this as quit looking at my boots. You it's could. still on our profile. That's right. We still have our intro song and everything that you... Did you do the intro song for this, too? I did. Nice. Sounds good. Thanks. Sounds really good. Uh, it was a random clip that I had of me coming out with the guitar part, and yeah. I was like, "That's did we we did podcast worthy? We did how many episodes of Quit Looking My Boots? Two, three? At least one. <laughs> <laughs> At least one. Uh, we got one. No but yeah, uh, go listen to my new single. Uh, I'm playing. 
I got my dates on my website, Jacob Morris, with a hyphen in the middle, jacob-morris.com. What was was Jacob Morris taken? Dude, it goes to some insurance agency. It's not even like underneath what? that. Go to jacobmorris.com, and some douchebag <laughs> has my domain. And I want to buy it from him, but I'm in the process. So. Legally, I can't say. Oh, that's say. really funny. Jacob Morris. Well, no, because it's jacobmorrisagency.com, but he... But I think if you, but again, he oh, still but owns he the domain. It. Yeah. Oh, but you can buy it from him. Well, yeah, you can kind of like try and. How much does he want for it? You're a big deal. Not yet. I'm Working might, on I'm it. I'm actually gonna check how much it is. Can you look right now? Is oh, that what you're looking? Yeah. At? I'm on GoDaddy.com. Let's not see. not a sponsor, unfortunately. I actually, I think I, I unless I, I looked, no, I looked at GoDaddy, and I'm pretty sure they're like you can for seventy bucks you can get somebody that's gonna because I had Keith look into it. Yeah, I keep looking into it. Bro, it's only $70. But I think that's just the service to get the domain itself. What do you mean? Like, you pay 70 bucks to get a broker. I don't know if that's the right term. Oh, that's, oh, broker service fee. Okay, yeah, you pay 70 bucks to get a broker. So dumb. And then they're going to try and get it. So that's, it's 70 bucks just to get the broker. That's because I did the same thing. I was like, oh, if it's 70 bucks, yeah, I'll buy it. Why not? (laughs) That's a cheap domain. What an idiot. They get in contact with the person, they're like, wait, finally. Jacob Morris from Gilbert, Arizona, <laughs> wants to buy my domain. I've been waiting for this. $2 million. <clears throat> I know. For him, $2 million. <laughs> for anybody, for any other Jacob Morris, yep. $75. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> so, you know, it's right now my website is jacob-morris.com. I think you can also, no, is that what a hyphen is? Hmm? I just say dash. Is a hyphen the same I, thing as a dash? Da- I thought dash was the um, the slash. Dash Why slash. would a dash be a slash? Forward slash. Well, oh, you're right. I think it's dash. Hold on. What's a hyphen? Is there? I always just say. Dude, hyphen. I'm gonna die if you've been saying this the wrong way. No hyphen. No hyphen is is the dash. I'm just. But I think hyphen is the term. Dash might be like what? I don't know. Actually. No, you're, no, you're thinking, right. Slash no, you're thinking slash. of the Ryman. That's a. <laughs> that's who owns Luke Combs. Bar. No, that's a. Hi- <laughs> Never mind. Well, that's where my checks come from. A hyphen and an n dash are the same thing, but different lengths. Okay, you know what? How does that work? I Hold don't, on. Look, hyphen is the correct term. So shift. I know hyphen. That's an is- underscore. No, it's the same damn thing. Hyphen. It's the same damn thing, a hyphen as a dash. Did you like that? I'm going to sue you. I'm going (laughs) to use my melody. (laughs) There's only so many melodies, buddy. Yikes, what are you, Marvin Gaye? Jeez. (laughs) What are you, Ed Sheeran? Goodness. That's Tom Petty's song. Jacob-Morris.com. It is. Okay, cool. I got new merch coming out soon. That's going to be, yeah. You know, I still wear your hat a lot. I Thank you. It's very sweaty. Oh, I'm sure. And very stained. Uh, uh, I see a lot of the used ones, but I'm happy people use them. And wear them often, which is great. It's a used. That's a used Jacob. <laughs> that's hat. a used JM right there. <laughs> if I've ever seen one. <laughs> Man, you really used a Jacob Morris there. Uh, I got new merch coming out. More songs that we're working on. My eyes are up here again. Finally. No, again. It's gonna be the third version of it. Woo! What happened to the second version? It's not dancing enough. I want it. The one that was like way slower. It's like the halftime groove. Kind of. A little bit of a halftime like groove. One. It's cool. And it, it's actually a really cool version. But I think I still but just want to But it's not dancing it. enough. It's just, I, I want the song to be fun. 
and dancing. Well, and let's so work on it right now. I can show you a little work tape. I'm working with a new producer, so guarantee I, gotta... I make it way better. All right, Corey, you hear that? <clears throat> Corey, Corey, you have a challenge, Corey. You have a Corey, challenge. I heard it sucks. <laughs> I don't know who you are. Uh, I mean, it's like if anything Jacob has to do with it, yeah, absolutely, it's gonna suck. Jacob wrote it. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> well, they're writing. Did you co-write that one? Yeah, I wrote it here. Oh, okay. Jake Columbus. Oh, that's right. Lizzie, Brady. Um. Yeah. Well, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. This has been a pleasure. We should catch up this over podcast all the time. Absolute shit show of a podcast. But <laughs> I'm excited. Fun. I'm excited to share this out. Listen, we had some good points here. I think we the had state some... of country music, golf, and maybe that's about it. We've done you... podcast things. I'm making sure we Instagram this moment. Oh, thank you. We've we've podcasted. We well, we used to do that a lot. We did. We used to podcast. And we still podcast. We're active podcasters. 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 Okay, well, (laughs) love you, buddy. Love you too, man. Thank you for having me.